0: Stop me if you've heard this one before. Texas went at a halftime with lead against a team from Oklahoma, and the offense absolutely crapped the bed in the second half, and Texas came away with a loss. If you've heard that one before, raise your right hand. You're probably all raising your right hand right now. The Texas Longhorns, in spite of holding a lead at halftime, could not sustain more than one drive in the second half and fell to the Oklahoma State Cowboys, who didn't score a touchdown uh, until Texas gave them one in, uh, in late of the well the offense did the offense score a touchdown? Scored one touch. They scored it's one touchdown.
1: They scored one. It's neither yeah.
0: here nor one. there. Texas loses by eight to Oklahoma State, uh, and I'm like at a loss for words because it feels sim- very much like a copy paste from the collapse against OU. Kyle, uh, I don't want to force you to hit the the shelf behind you too hard too early in the day, but just like help me understand what happened against Oklahoma state.
1: Uh, 24 days, Gerald until the Texas men's basketball team kicks off. I'm really excited. Um, You know, we'll see Timmy Allen, Andrew Jones, Marcus Carr. I'm kidding. I'm not going to do that, but tough to be a fan of this uh, football team. Um, Jeez. So I said 24 days. You want to know a number that's lower? Gerald 14, 14 yards, 17 plays, 14 yards after the 80-yard touchdown drive to open the uh, second half. I had the audacity to text and say, wow, good response from both the offense and defense right? to halftime adjustments. This is going to be good. Nice nice for a change. We can talk about who's most at fault. I think the team's at fault, right? Let's zoom out to a macro level. Everyone universally aligned in in what they were saying after this game or after the the game last week against Oklahoma was okay we'll just run it back we're gonna win out we're gonna see him in the big 12 championship well you don't just get anointed to do that you have to earn yeah. it and it didn't seem like in any phase of the game offense defense coaching special teams just execution it didn't um didn't seem like Texas wanted it like Texas performed in the way that they wanted it maybe they, they thought it up here uh, but that was not the performance of a team that was locked in and deserved to be playing for a big 12 championship like they kind of assumed that they were
0: and we have to give oklahoma state credit like they are i mean we we, we thought they weren't going to be as good as advertised because of the competition, but that defense came out and made the stops that they needed to in the second half. But to see the, and for me, I think a lot of it falls on the play calling and the scheming from Steve Sarkeesian in the second half yet again. And you know, Casey Thompson forced a couple of throws. We saw that. He saw his eyes lit up, I think a little bit when he saw Xavier Worthy running the same play that they scored with against OU rather than taking the easy arts. He forced a ball between two players. And generally that goes to the guys in the opposite jerseys. But it, it really felt like to me that uh, Jim Knowles, the the Oklahoma State defensive coordinator, made the right adjustments in the second half. And and whether it was Pete Kudkowski, Steve Sarkisian, a little bit of both. Uh, now, we can't blame the defense, I don't think, too, too much in the second half. Uh, because, well, when the offense goes three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, fourth down stop interception, eventually you're going to give up points. You spend way too much time on the field, and the defense is going to give up. Some points, and that's what it is. But when you when you hire a guy like Steve Sarkeesian, you anticipate being able to score twenty five points in a game. Which let's just let's just say it right. That is an issue yet again that Texas the Texas offense kind of just folded in the second half.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You're you're absolutely right. I think the defense should should not take the brunt of of this. Now, they certainly wore down. They were without Demarvin Overshone for most of the game, um, even though they were able to help hold Jalen Warren. I mean, his stat line looks like he was the Heisman running back. He didn't have any touchdowns, but 33 for 193 uh, on the ground. I mean, it just felt like they did have the breakdown where it's like, all right, you got to stop the run here, Texas, and. and they didn't so if you want to put anything on uh the defense it's that but like, like you said they they gave up one offensive touchdown in a, you know the the part of the game where the defense was fresh it seemed like they just truly got worn down um they gave up the touchdown late and then they they did allow him to score you know to try to preserve time for the offense but you know score that score yeah. that how you want uh, but I think you're absolutely right that this lies on the play calling it lies on the execution of the offense you understand that you have a line who isn't particularly good and is down a man and then you had majors go out right at the end there on the last drive and that's tough um but you, you understand that that's your limitation you understand that Casey Thompson while a really good quarterback is still a young as far as snaps played inexperienced quarterback who is going to try to make the play he's going to push it a little um you know you have to be in his ear you have to draw it up so that it's easy for him um but again I I think you know, it, it's tough, right? Because this really team was as good as Bijan was in this game. He had 135 and two TDs on the ground. I had another, um what it looks like, 38 and a TD through the air so you know a lower uh, yards game for him at only 170 some odd but um 24 touches you know that's that's about right maybe give him four or five more but you know if, if you're sustaining drives in the second half he's of course going to get more touches it just felt like a microcosm a smaller thing when they were up 17-3 it, it, and all of a sudden it felt flashbacks to, to last week's OU game where we they start with the gas and, and and something doesn't go their way and they just fall yeah. apart. And the pick six, obviously it's 17-10. The defense, you know, held a little while, but the offense never, even though they came out in that second half, that felt like the exception, not the rule. They, they never felt like they had it after that.
0: The, the sequence that's emblematic to me is Texas goes down one, right? 25 24. They've got the ball. They've got the timeouts. They're able to come back and set up for a game winning field goal, hand the ball off to Bijan. He gets nine yards. And then Sark, thro- Sark calls up, dials up kind of a quick screen to Worthy, which I was lamenting in the first half that they hadn't done that yet. So maybe that's my fault. I know Sark does follow me on Twitter. He <laughs> doesn't. But like, so they dial that up, it gets stopped for no, for nothing, and then on third down they dial up yet another running uh, they dial up another pass play and they get stopped fourth down, the offensive line kind of collapses, OSU kind of knows what Texas is going to do, they they dial up the pressure on the right side. You can't get the tight end across to pick up the blitz. And so it just it it it's that's the sequence that really feels emblematic of the second half. That Texas go find something that works, goes away from it. And then they're behind the chains. Texas gets behind the chains. They can't get enough. You know, there were so yeah. many spots where Texas was in a first and 15 and Bijan gets nine. And then he doesn't touch it again, or yep. he doesn't get enough touches on that drive. And that to me, it just, it screams of play calling. And when you hire a guy like Steve Sarkisian again, and you're paying him as much as you are, and you're paying that offensive staff as much as you are, that's an excusable.
1: The play calling yet again for the second game was elite in the opening uh, script. There, there was an interesting conversation kind of phenomenon where um in the beginning, you know, we we kinda laughed at Gunny for being too conservative, but he kinda just let Texas beat themselves and figured that it would happen. Um in the first half, I mean, when Texas didn't start in their own shadow of their end zone off a of punt they went touchdown field goal touchdown they did throw the interception um but otherwise i mean they they basically were moving when they weren't in the back and had their three and outs when the punt pinned them down um you know 11 play drive three and out seven play scoring drive three and out four play 66 yard quick scoring drive uh <laughs> then you have the interception right so i mean gundy to his credit punted away so I'll, I'll trust my defense i yeah. think we can outlast that texas offense and it, i mean it worked, right? I mean, basically, take the three points where Texas defense held up in the red zone, and they, you know, just kept piling on three points and three points, taking what they could have, punting, and, and letting the Texas offense kind of flail. And it it worked. Like you hate to see it, you hate to say it, but it worked. Gundy had his method. He was going to be conservative. He wasn't going to allow him uh, his play call or something on his offense when he has a quarterback like Spencer Sanders who did have an interception in this one. To to. Be the reason that they lose he wasn't going to play outside of himself force anything be reactionary to the moment and stuck to his philosophy of just kind of being methodical and being conservative which he has been for years that's not a deviation that's who mike gundy is and in this one it worked out again you imagine the best version of texas offense that can't work for you. we predicted in this one if yep. texas could get up in scores make it a shootout all the things gundy didn't want then that, that philosophy wouldn't work but gundy dictated the pace of the game the way it went by what he did and, and by that defense's performance
0: yeah, and if you if you told me before the game that Oklahoma State gets into the red zone five times and three of those are field goals, I'm like Texas wins that game. Yeah. Texas wins that game going away. Like there's no there's no excuse for that. But Texas only got into the red zone three times for seventeen points. Yeah, like that's that's inexcusable. Again, I I don't want to I don't want to 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 beat the dead horse, but like when we talk about them we break it down deep and dive into the stats on Tuesday like that's the thing that's going to jump out at me is that the offense was not able to put something together against what i guess is now we have to you and i talked about it on the preview we weren't sure if this was a legit elite defense or if they were just kind of feasting on lesser teams this is a legit defense they sure. were playing downhill they have incredible athletes and there's an absolute um there was, there was no fear from them of the Texas offense in the second half. They did not fear Casey Thompson as a passer. They didn't really even fear Bijan Robinson as a running back. They ran blitzed. They run blitzed like crazy towards the end of that game. And Sark kind of went away from it. And again, I don't know if it was, it was fear on him. I'm not sure what, what is going on through Steve Sarkisian's head. And, you know, we haven't had the post game press conference yet. So we'll have more about that here in a few minutes. But when push comes to shove, the offense got pushed around and didn't shove back.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean look, what did what did Xavier Worthy and Josh Moore what were they able to turn 17 targets into 28 yards uh for Worthy and 23 yards uh for Moore they barely cracked 50 on on 17 uh 17 targets that's just not enough there were some drops in there there was some stuff on the quarterback in there there was some line that that made it ineffective I mean there's probably a touchdown there if if he gets a little more zip to the Marcus Washington the 58 yarder that could have been Seventy-eight and better touchdown. Uh, They had to settle for a field goal. There's probably the line holds just a second more, and he can get that ball up. There's a catch, touchdown catch, which again should have been uh, interference uh, for um, for Dixon. Um, You know, I I won't get into refereeing because there were there were plays. There were a lot of third downs that were extended for Oklahoma State. Just kind of calls that were iffy, the horse collar, the 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 roughing the passer. Those things are terrible. But when your offense is playing that. Poorly, I'm not going to sit here and talk about the refs, right? I think the conversation needs to begin and in, like you said, with what Sark was thinking, what he was doing, what we weren't or what the team wasn't doing as far as executing out there and why that, that maybe dictated what he was doing and how it's going to change. Because um, looking ahead at the schedule, there's still some tough teams left on this. Um, back-to-back Oklahoma teams was a tough run after TCU, but um, Texas, a much-needed buy coming up, needs to rally the troops, figure something out, get some guys healthy i think you you missed seeing whittington in that passing attack in this one and just having that reliable target um again one touch for keelan robinson early didn't see him again it just felt like when they took away bijan like you said with the run blitzes, there wasn't an answer because thompson wasn't able to get it out to worthy on the big play and it looked like our offense for the first time this year just just had no teeth it was it sputtered and and that's something that a Steve Sarkeesian team will never tolerate. So he he's going to have a lot to coach coming up this week.
0: Absolutely. And you mentioned no teeth on the defense and getting healthy. You know, you miss a guy like DeMar and overshone in that second half on defense, especially as good as he is running sideline to sideline. And he was pretty decent before the injury and his run fit. So you miss a guy like that who, who gets injured early in the game and doesn't have as big of an impact. So that's another one that we'll be watching through the week. But we will have a full breakdown for you in your podcast feed, the Burn Orange Nation podcast feed, on Tuesday. So if you prefer these voices without the faces, which, again, who could blame you, we'd love to have you subscribe at Burnt Orange Nation on your favorite podcast server. My name is Gerald Gitteridge, joined by Kyle Carpenter. Thank you so much for joining us for our post-game live stream. And until next time, hook Welcome.
1: Hook em 24 days till basketball.